Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Our mission is to empower you with the knowledge and the tools you need to thrive in all aspects of your life. Join us now as we discuss everything from nutrition and exercise to money management and personal growth. Dr. Choctaw will provide insightful advice on how to improve your physical and financial health, as well as your emotional and mental well-being. Whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, unlock financial freedom, or cultivate a more positive mindset, we've got you covered. Get ready to become the best version of yourself. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Good morning. Welcome to the Healthy, Wealth, and Wise broadcast. I'm Dr. William Choctaw, and I will be your host today. Each month, we strive to provide our listeners with mental, physical, and spiritual strength by giving actionable advice, tips, guidance, and information to help you to achieve your own personal, professional, and spiritual goals. We consider the health of the mind, body, and spirit paramount as a single unit that can provide a cumulative strength greater than the individual parts to strengthen the whole person. So sit back and relax. We have a very, very special guest with us today, uh, uh, the distinguished uh, Bernie Brown. So welcome, Bernie. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Um, uh, Bernie and I go way back, but I, I want, I've had a number of reasons for wanting Bernie uh, on our podcast. One, he has a distinguished career, and I certainly, to start off with, want him to sort of touch on um, his upbringing, advice he would have uh, for those of you who are listening, both young and older. Uh, and then the latter part of our discussion, uh, he's published a book. And we'll have him to give us some some thoughts about his book. So, Bernie, why don't you just go ahead and, and start telling us about yourself? Oh, thank you so much. I just want to tell you today I'm feeling healthy, wealthy, and wise. I feel <laughs> real, really, really good today. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, today I would like to talk to you about how to survive and thrive in the ghetto. Uh, okay. The life we knew in the ghetto as kids is quite different from what kids experience today. But the challenges that they face are pretty much absolutely the same. Uh, And so what I'd like to talk to you about is how to raise a child. I'd like to send out advice to parents to raise their children so that they survive and thrive in the ghetto Uh, and in life in general. There's two aspects to this. Uh, as you know, my name is Bernie Brown. I'm an attorney. I'm a retired assistant city attorney for the city of Los Angeles. My son is a medical doctor. My daughter is an attorney and my wife is a judge. So, uh, I've been through a lot, but (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of this legal and medical stuff all around me. I'm blessed in that way. But, uh, you know, I wanted to tell you about life in the ghetto first, because in order to learn how to survive in the ghetto, you've got to understand and experience what I went through in the ghetto. First of all, the experience we had in the ghetto was so different. Uh, I grew up on a street with about 15 children. 
And we're all young kids in the ghetto, and we all played together and interacted together. Uh, the thing that was very pervasive in the ghetto are gangs, drugs, alcohol, depression, and violence, crime. And the thing that I learned the most from was that as children, we all played together, but there was a group of kids that were a little bit older, about two or three years older, and they, I learned from watching them as they grew up a little bit before I did. Okay. So, yes, we played together. We played softball and kickball and dodgeball and baseball in the alley and football in the street. And we walked on our hands. We walked half down, half the way down the street on our hands. We had competition. But I'll just, I just want to briefly name a few names as to what influenced me. First of all, I'll, I'll start with Stanley Williams. Stanley Williams got hooked on drugs and he wound up homeless. Mm. Orlando Tidwell, he robbed the, there was a store, a tire store on the corner. He robbed the tire store on the corner. They had a security guard inside. The security guard shot and killed him. Joe Houston got hooked on heroin mm. and died early. Craig Butler became a dentist. Daryl Golf became a respectable attorney. Lee Golf became a certified public accountant. Keith Jones committed some crimes and went to jail. Don Riley was a disc jockey for a while, but he balled out the boss and he got fired. Harry Dixon was one of the most brilliant kids in our group, but he got involved um, with some criminal activity. He went to jail. Um, Jay Howard got involved in alcoholism, became homeless. I'm just telling you briefly these about these people because their experiences taught me about life and about what you can expect in life and what you have to do, what to avoid in life. Because the, 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 the things that are there that were there then are still there now. Gang, drugs, crime, depression, anger, and violence, all still there. Uh, but at some point in my life, two things happened to me. One thing that happened to me, my dad had a part-time janitorial business, and he took me after school every day with him to mop floors. Okay. Clean toilet, clean up offices in the garment district. And I got to interact with adults that were working at, in those factories. And you saw some adults that liked the job, but others that were trapped in the job. Right. They, 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 they had families. They needed a job. They didn't have any other qualifications. They were stuck there. Now, keep in mind, at 14 years old in the eighth grade, having this experience to see the workplace in advance. Yes. Now, at some point later, I started reading every book I could on how to succeed. Everything. I couldn't soak up enough of it on how to succeed in life. My favorite book, by the way, is Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. But in yeah. any of it, 
I read that. <laughs> That's a magnificent book. Starts off crazy, but it gets better as it goes. And I, I boiled it down to three basic principles for success. Okay. Now, the principles are complex, simple, but complex. First principle is total positive thought. Mm. That is, it starts in your mind, believing right. in yourself, believing yes. that you can achieve whatever it is you want to achieve, and telling yourself. There's a thing called auto-suggestion. You're constantly talking to yourself. So you're telling yourself, I can do this. I can, I can, I can. You visualize yourself doing it, and you believe. You, 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 you state affirmation daily yes. that you can do whatever it is your goal is to do. So the second principle is total positive action. It's one thing to conceive the thought in your mind, but it's the second thing is to take action on the positive thought you have. Uh, and then the third principle is perseverance, never yeah. giving up. You're going to face some defeat. You, there's going to be some, some difficulties along the way, but you have to teach your children. We have to teach our children never give up. And that includes faith and faith in God, faith in yourself, and faith in God. If you combine all these principles, your children and you will succeed in life. But there's a little bit of a nuance, a little bit of a curveball here, because surviving in the ghetto, as we've heard, can be a little bit more difficult. It can right. be a little bit more complicated. So as a parent, there are certain things that I recommend that a parent does. We'll start, they're not necessarily in order of importance. But first, watch your children's friends. Uh, friends have an influence on the child. And, and, and you want them to stay away from, you know, gangbangers or crazy people, guy, you know, kids that, are, that will be a bad influence. Uh, at some point, Every child will face the situation and you want to tell them somebody is going to come to them. Probably one of their friends is going to say, hey, man, hey, come on, let's go do these drugs. Let's go drink this alcohol. Let's go do this. Let's go rob this store. Now, we've just heard from the stories I told you, real life stories of the consequences of action. Right. So, but the most important thing is monitor your kids friends and generally it's better to have your kids or if you can to associate with successful people yes with, i mean successful kids nerdy kids good kids honest kids church kids you know have them associate with good people that will help them in their life and motivate them uh, to achieve success in their life now, as a parent, be a good image for your child. Okay. You know I'm saying? It's one thing to, to tell your child, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. But as a parent, you they look at you and they see what you are doing and they copy you. Right. And so if you're using profanity, cursing, uh, advocating violence, criminal activity, not not going to church, not doing any, you know, then the thing is, you know, be a good image for your child. 
so that they want to be like you. Uh, you know, an another thing so, 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 so very important is reading. Reading. Mm -hmm. Teach your child at a young age to love to read. And how you do that? You read to them. You start reading to them when they're very, very young. You say, why do we do that? Because every college admissions test is reading comprehension. It's based on reading comprehension yes. and acquired knowledge. Yes. And what does reading do? It gives you both of those, comprehension and acquired knowledge. And when a child, it, it, it's clearly known from all the data that readers perform well on college admissions tests. So you mm -hmm. want to get your child at a very young age, read to them, make it a fun experience so that they associate joy with it, so that they want to do it and enjoy doing it. Now, it's not enough to teach them to be smart, especially in the ghetto. You got to try to teach them to, if they can, avoid conflict. Yes. Avoid. Certainly, you don't want them to. You tell them, don't participate, don't be in a gang, don't commit a crime, don't do drugs. Now, you can tell them that, but you should give, like, I was able to give my kids examples of what will happen to them if they do that. Right. And you as a doctor know all these kids overdosing on all these drugs, yes. uh, it can have devastating, life-threatening uh, uh, events. So you definitely want to teach them that and you want to teach them to respect people respect everybody right uh, respect their elders uh, i know it sounds crazy but respect the police now yeah i mean we we hear now about the police killing young african americans uh, I, I i hate to have to admit this but it's been going on for years yes. when i was a child i didn't mention this incident um about 10 years old, one of the older kids, I heard it outside, I heard the alarms, the, the police alarms, and then I heard the uh, car screechy, and then I heard, get out the car, get out the car. And I was looking out the window, and it was a guy from around the street who had stolen a car, and um, the police kept saying, get out the car, and then next thing I hear, pow, 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 pow. And uh, uh, I ducked after that. And uh, the police had shot and killed him. Now they said he tried to run over them. I don't know. I don't think so. But anyway, uh, the, the lesson is, one, there's a whole bunch of lessons from that. Do not run from the police. <laughs> you know, yeah. Do not confront the police. And do not commit a crime. Uh, so uh, teach this to your children. And then also teach your children. You know, in many families, in my family, uh, well, in many families, I should say, parents teach their children it's expected that you are going to college. Yes. That's not a question. Yes. It's like right. option. Yes. It's not a, yeah, that's right. It's not an option. You're right. That's the correct word. You're Bernie, going to college, and that's when, it. When, when, when <laughs> they, uh, well, you know, everybody's not college material. And I said, well, did you go to high school? You know, if you can finish high school, if you can get a GED, you can go to college. You know, that yeah, absolutely idea that only certain people are college material, I think, is absolute hogwash. Yes. Yes. This is absolutely true. Uh, if you apply yourself, I yes. absolutely agree. 
everybody can go to college and it's getting worse and worse. It, you know, when I was young, I used to say, well, if you go to college, you, you know, you get a better you get, get a better job but, but job. but it's getting to the point now where, I mean, you virtually won't be able to get any job. I That's mean, except for the lowest labor job. Uh, like I said, I did that as a child. And I committed to myself, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. But there's nothing wrong with it, like you said. Right. There's nothing wrong with it if you're happy, if the child is happy with that. It's a good, honest life, and so that's fine. But uh, I would also teach your children to tell the truth, um, to keep in mind that not let anything uh, stop them. Keep fighting on. I met yeah. when I was at UCLA, I, there was a professor and she was Hispanic. She was the youngest professor in at the university, the youngest. And she was one of the only Hispanics. And I'm looking at her like she's Hispanic and she's very, very young. How did she become a professor at this, you know, at this Ivy League university? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her one day at the class, and she said to me, she said, Bernie, you got to thirst for it. You got to want it so hard. You got to yeah. fight for it. You know, you got to give it everything you have. And I'm like, what motivation? Yes. Total positive thought, total positive action, and never giving a perseverance. Uh, you know, working hard and, and, and co being committed. Going to church, I believe that going to church was very helpful. As a young child, I went to Sunday school like <laughs> every day. My mother didn't have to ask me to go to Sunday school. I enjoyed going to Sunday school because I loved to ask the, the Sunday school te teacher questions that I figured they couldn't answer. You know, like, you know <laughs> where did God come from? You know, <laughs> but it taught me ethic. Yes, you know, and moral. Even if you don't believe in, even if you don't believe in God, it taught me family and tradition and ethics and morals and love and respect. You know, yes. So I do recommend going to church. Uh, and sometimes some children. Uh, oh, by the way, it, you see that from the greatest, uh, the people who have a, the greatest accomplishments started young. Yes. Uh, you know, like you see the Tiger Woods and uh, not necessarily that you want to be a Tiger Woods, but the people who are the many of them who are the greatest in their profession started as children practicing and developing and yeah. working and studying. So I, I do recommend that uh, working hard, practice, 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 whatever it is, practice, practice, practice at whatever it is you want to do, because my daddy used to say, be the best. Whatever <laughs> it is you do, be the best. And I right. think Martin Luther King said that too. Yep. Uh, so I think that's a good principle to live by, to always be the best, to strive, and especially for the, con for the uh, ghetto, shall we say, South Central where I grew up, if you can, avoid conflict too. Uh, I had to tell my son this. I said to me, I, I said, son, at, at a very young age, at about, you know, it is early teens. I said, son, what's the greatest threat to you? Who's the greatest threat to you? 
And he looked at me puzzled like, a, well, Dad, I, I don't know. I said, son, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but the greatest threat to you is another black man. Now, that's terrible. I'm saying this on your show. Understood. Black on black crime is terrible. Right. And we right. kill more of each other than the police ever kill. Right. I mean, the bottom line is, uh, you know, we kill. And I can tell you today, right now, that if I had not moved out of the ghetto, I probably would not have survived. Mm -hmm. There were a few guys that didn't like me mm -hmm. and would have probably at some point gotten the nerve to uh, <laughs> to put it to me. So anyway, uh, I think that's all good advice. We Listen to uh, wise people. I suggest advise your kids to listen to wise people. Uh, and uh, like I said before, fight for success. If they need counseling, if they need tutors, get them a counselor, get them a tutor, work with them. Be your child's best friend. Yeah. Get them to trust you. Get them to always tell the truth. Always feel that no matter what's going on, they can come and talk to you. You know, one, one of the things that we see, Bernie, and I, I've seen this and you probably have too, that that the kids at a very young age need confidence in themselves. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen parents who are going through very difficult times. And many times this irrespective of where they live. And they're having a rough life. And so then they sort of take that rough life out on the kids. You know, maybe all at work, you're no good. You're not very smart, mm. stupid, mm. whatever. So when they get home and they get frustrated, they then say those things to, to their kids. And so I, I give talks to folks. I said, be careful what you say to your children as an adult, as a parent. That's now, you wonderful. They made a mistake or they didn't do something correctly, but they should never question their character. They should never say you will never amount to anything or whatever, because children will believe what their parents tell them. Mm -hmm. So I try to caution parents to be very careful. And and like your 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 father and 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 your mother, you know, they they helped you. They, you know, your father took you with him. So he respected you and wanted you by his side. Uh, and this is where sometimes I think we parents can do a better job of just making sure that our kids have confidence in themselves. Absolutely. That is so well stated. Uh my dad at some point. He left the family. I took over the janitorial business. Mm -hmm. And that goes toward the point of, you know, you're going to have some difficulty. Yes. And uh, I worked my way through college, uh, working, mopping floors, like I said, and cleaning toilets. My kids hate to hear these stories. He's like, they, they laugh. Yep. Dad, are you going to tell us again about mopping floors? But, you know. Uh, it teaches you, you learn character, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with, you know, that floor, when I finished it, would be spotless clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I grew up without a father. I was I was a single, you know, um, a single parent child. Um, my, my mother was a teenager when I was born, um, so we were farther back you know, with a lot of things. And I became appreciative of going back to your point that if you don't able to, if you aren't able to get that education and in her case, you know, she got pregnant, you know, and this gets into the whole um, uh, different ways that men and women are treated, you know, back then, 
You know, if you were a girl and you got pregnant, you had no other options. You know, you mm-hmm. drop out of school. College was probably something even more distant. Um, uh, but yet she put all that in me, her son. And so parents could be very influential in children and in terms of what really happens to them. Absolutely. And as a parent, I think a parent should know their kids' whereabouts 24 hours a day. Yeah. I, I, you know, you hear these stories about the kids doing things and the parents not knowing about it. I think as a parent, part of the responsibility is to know the child, where they're at, what they're doing, 24 hours a day. But I think it's an important thing, too, is when you talk to your children, you can't force them. Right. I think you have to speak to them logically yes. and intelligently and explain to them the likely consequences of their act. If you just say you're going to do this and you're not going to do this and you're going to do this, a lot of times I think that backfires. Yes. I think it's better if you tell them, well, look, if you do this, these are the possible consequences. This is what can happen to you. And I think they can be trusted to make the right decision uh, when the time comes. When the time comes. I, I think that's so important. One of the things I've learned is that when I screw up or when I make a mistake, um, um, I've started learning. I learned how to start apologizing to my kids. I had sons primarily. Um, and again, that showed them a certain respect that I, too, can make mistakes. I'm human. Um, and, and I was trying to teach them by example, you know, that if you make a mistake, you know, be an adult or, or you know, hold up uh, up to it and move on. It's not the end of the world. Right. Yes. I think, too, you know, sometimes I think a lot of times you'll no- notice in your child their innate talent. Yes. You want to nurture those talents. Yes. Uh I think uh, some children, well, all children have certain innate talent. Now, the interesting thing, I'll give you an example. My daughter told my son to join the football team. Uh-huh. And my son is skinny as a toothpick. <laughs> and I'm like, what is the football team for? And he joined the football team. They put him on the C team, you know, the C. <laughs> so I told him, I said, son. You know, you're pretty fast. Why don't you consider being a runner? And he took up running, then he took stage. It's like, okay. Right. Uh, so you, you can kind of guide them uh, on a path that could, would be better for them and nurture them in whatever uh, is more inclined toward their uh, innate talent and skill. Exactly. But having said that, there's one other point I want to make. Okay. A lot of people think that certain people are just innately smart. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily true. Yes. Uh, people get smart. And uh, I'm not the doctor, but and I know this is a bad characterization, but the brain is like a muscle. It is like and a muscle. And if you exercise it by studying and learning, it's going to get smarter. Yes, I know so many people, and I had this same conversation. I don't want to name names, or one of my relatives who think that they are not smart and can't learn. Yes, they don't believe in themselves, 
And I remember telling my relatives, you can do this. You just got to read the book. You can pass this test. You will get this job. Right. And he's like, no, no, you're smart. You're the smarter one. I can't do this. Nobody's innately smart. One of the things I saw in my neighborhood, I was jogging. I jog all around the neighborhood. And one day I was jogging around the neighborhood and I come on this office complex. There was a strip mall. Right. Street, and there was an office. I'm sorry, I, uh, I'm going to do this. There's a whole room full of Asian kids in there. It's Saturday morning. Okay? Yes. And all these Asian kids are in there, and I'm, I duck in and I say, oh, what's going on? And they say, well, we're having class. We're, 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 this is a tutorial class. I said, oh, I might want to get my kids in. Oh, we meet every Saturday from like 9 to 2 a.m. We study, blah, blah. And, and say, if you can't do it on Saturdays, we do it after school, too. It's extra. So a lot of people I know in my neighborhood growing up thought that Asians were innately smart. Right. They oh, were. They're, they're just smart. That's just, yeah, they're, just, they're studying. Right. Smart. Yes. Studying. You can be just as smart as they are. If yes. you study just as hard. Read and study. So I just wanted to make that point. I think that's an important point. Thanks for listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. We hope you enjoyed this episode. In fact, if you found this episode helpful, you can support and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform with the keywords, Dr. William Choctaw, and you'll find it very quickly. Also, subscribing helps ensure that you don't miss any future episodes. And then take the next step of action and share it with your family, friends, and or your co-workers. They'll be glad you did. So until the next time, live your best possible life the best possible way. You've been listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD.